Today is Tuesday, December 20th. The title for our devotional is The Magi Appear. One of the main themes in this story of the Magi is the contrast between the Magi and the leaders of Israel. The Magi come from the east, presumably a far distance, to worship the Messiah. The leaders of Israel can't be bothered to travel the five miles to Bethlehem to see him. The Magi were looking for signs of the Messiah in the heavens or a new king, whatever it was. The leader of Israel, Herod specifically, didn't even know where he is to be born. The Magi worship. Herod feigns worship and the scribes are indifferent. The Magi bring gifts. Herod brings death. So keeping that in mind, let's read through this whole story. We're going to read the whole chapter of chapter 2 to get the bigger picture context and then for the rest of the week we will unpack it. Matthew 2, 1 through 23. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And coming to the house, they saw the child with the mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother, and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus had reigned in Judah in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. For the remainder of today, let's look at a couple of details, then tomorrow we'll get into the theological significance of this story, which again is the comparison between the Magi and the Israelites. The term here translated magi can refer to a magician, as it is used of a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus or Elamus in Acts 13, 6 and 8. It could also simply refer to a wise man or a priest from Babylon or Persia who was an expert in interpreting the stars and dreams. 
They likely weren't kings, as the song goes, but worked for a king. They likely came from Persia or Babylon or somewhere in Arabia, as the term magi was commonly used for wise men in those cultures. See an example of it in Daniel 2.2. Their job was likely to interpret the signs of the stars and found something miraculous. They may have even practiced the type of astrology that scripture forbids. It's likely that they saw a sign in the stars, which was a miraculous work of God and not just a supernova or something like that that has been theorized in the past. It's likely a miraculous work of God because as verse 9 suggests, the star moved and stopped over the house. And they recognize this as the sign of a new king to be born. They have come to offer their gifts in recognition of this new king, which was a common practice when a new king was born. We tend to assume that there were only three wise men because they brought three gifts. We aren't told this, so we don't know for sure. And frankly, it really doesn't matter. But if you want to be that guy at a Christmas party, uh, you can correct anyone who unknowingly suggests that there were three kings. I'm kidding. Don't be that guy. Anyways, for today, we're going to wrap it there. I just wanted to read the whole story to make sure that we have the context fully of what's going on before we start unpacking the theological significance of it tomorrow.